Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, you are welcome to the episode 6 of Biblical Phonesis. In episode 5, we talked about being a focused leader who cannot be distracted from our main assignment, our godly assignment. We highlighted the fact that distraction aim to ensure the pervasiveness of the status quo that we seek to change must be avoided. Just like Sambalat and Co, people in a circle of influence may want to take our eyes off the ball using subtle ways. When we notice such trend, we must be like Nehemiah who stood his ground against negative tactics that would have led to entrapment and of course political maneuvering. As shown in the life of Nehemiah, God is able to protect us from harm when we stay the course. So we must be steadfast. We already addressed that in Steadfast uh, Rebuilders uh, as an episode, I think episode 3 or 4 of this season. Building on episode 5, therefore, we turn our attention today to credibility in leaders. Many leaders have lost their credibility and integrity due to the storms of life. Beloved, however, despite evil devices and schemes of Sambalat and Co., Nehemiah did not suffer harm to his reputation and credibility. It was a lot. Let us read our Bible passage for this episode. Our text for this episode is taken from Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 14 to 19. Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 14 to 19. And I'll read from verse 14 using the NLT version. Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year even unto the 2 and 30th year of Atazis the king, that is 12 years, I and my brethren have not eaten the bread of the governor. But the former governors that have been before me were chargeable unto the people, and are taking of them bread and wine, beside forty shekels of silver, yea, even their servant bore rule over the people. You can imagine the servant of those rulers. So, but so did I not. Nehemiah did not do so. Because of the fear of God. That's why he didn't do so. Verse 16. Yea, also I continue in the work of this world, neither bought we any land. It wasn't focused on material possession. Contrary to what we see among some of our leaders today. And all my servants were gathered either unto the work. Moreover, there were at my table a hundred and fifty of the Jews and rulers, beside those that came unto us from among the eighteen that are among us, meaning among the pingans. Verse 18. Now that which was prepared for me daily was one horse and six choice sheep, also fast were prepared for me, and once in ten days store of all sort of wine. Yet for all these required not I the bread of the governor, because the bondage was heavy upon these people. The final verse. Think on me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for these people. What a bold statement. In fact, that is our key verse for this episode. Think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for these people. So says Nehemiah. The question is, how many leaders of today can boldly speak to God in this manner? 
your guess is as good as mine. I bet the number will be very, very few in this generation. So let's take some pointers from the test we have read, Nehemiah 5, 14 to 19. Nehemiah 5, 14 to 19. From the, from the passage, we can, we can note the following that in verse 14 to 15, Nehemiah can be seen to be making a fatherly statement. He was comparing his 12 years as governor with the unjust proceedings in Jerusalem before he arrived, what the predecessors were doing. It is notable that in that era, the governor was appointed by the king of Persia, not elected by the people. Even when they are appointed, they were really exploiting the people and even their servants. Point number two, from verse 16, we read the phrase, I continue in the work of this wall. That's what, that phrase by Nehemiah. This verse attests to the reality that Nehemiah led the entire construction project while also working on the wall alongside the builders. In other words, Nehemiah was not a bureaucrat, he was not a loaf, he was not an administrator or a pastor in the way guarded office. No, 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 no. Rather, Nehemiah was a leader who got involved in the daily work required to achieve the objectives, rebuilding the war and rebuilding the spiritual life of the Jews. The question again is, are you such a leader? Or are you a are you such a leader like Nehemiah that get involved? Or you are a delegator in chief. Everything that comes on your way, you must delegate to somebody else. You cannot, we cannot, your your followers cannot attest to one thing that you do yourself as a leader and you are leading them. But they do all, then you take the glory. So Nehemiah did not use his position to lord it over his Jewish people. No, he didn't do that. Another question for us is how do you use your position when relating to people around you in your circle of influence? A good that we use our position well, like Nehemiah. That's what the Bible wants. That's what Jesus Christ preached. A credible leader keeps in touch with the work to be done and they take responsibility. Not leaders that take responsibility when things are going well and when things go south, they distance themselves from their followers. In fact, beloved, those who lead best, lead by what they do and what they say. We know this saying very well. So when we see a mismatch between what a leader say and what he or she does, we must be careful. We must be wary. So let's ask some reflective questions as we move forward in the passage that we have read. Where did Nehemiah get his money? The money he must have been spending, according to Nehemiah 5, 14 to 18, to support the people, since he was not tasking them. We we'll do well to remember that Nehemiah was a cupbearer. So for him to have refrained from taxing the Jews, he must have traveled to Jerusalem with some money from Persia. In fact, his influence on the Persia king may have helped provide the resources that he required. Lesson for us as leaders Leaders must be resourceful and refrain from using their followers as ATMs, automated teller machine, either directly or indirectly. Number two question, which relates to Nehemiah 5.17 that we just read. Why did Nehemiah feed all the people under him? Now, one of the answers that we can as ascribe to that is the fact that Nehemiah did not finance Hospitality obligation by taxing his people. No, no, he didn't do that. He 
already said he already said that to us. Instead, he paid for it from his personal funds, according to verse 14 to 15 of Nehemiah 5 we read. His main motive for paying, taking responsibility, is not for them to praise him. No, no, no. Not for self-aggrandizement. Or for them to sing his praises. His main motive for paying for it personally is to reverence God because he feared God, as stated in verse 15. He feared God. He did not oppress the people already burdened with heavy taxes. Are we doing the same where we walk and where we worship? Are we doing the same? Are we mindful of the burden of the people around us? Question number three that may arise from the passage you have read. When we think about verse 14 to 18, we can ask, what are the specific actions that gave Nehemiah credibility in this passage that we have read? And we can have Almost six answers to that as you move gradually to a close. Nehemiah in Nehemiah 5, 14, to 14 and 18, specifically verse 14 and verse 18, practice self-support. In several phrases such as Acts 18.3, Acts chapter 18 verse 3, Paul also did the same thing. As a leader, do you practice self-support or you are a celebrated dependency syndrome advocate wherever you are posted to work either in the secular or in the church in particular in the vineyard in the name of I, I am a full-time pastor are you advocating and celebrating dependency and using people around you and if anyone is not is not coming forth to support the dependency is seen as if is not actually Liking you. That is wrong. Every leader like Paul and Nehemiah must practice self-support. Even if you are a full-timer. The Bible did not say you mustn't do anything. Number two. Nehemiah also practiced integrity. As demonstrated in verse 15. Just as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 7.2. 2 Corinthians 7.2. Nehemiah said, we have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have cheated no one. Can you boldly make this declaration where you lead, either in the church or outside the church? If you cannot, you must think twice. You must think again. Number three, Nehemiah practiced godly fear. He has said it several times, and we have mentioned it in this season. Just as God confirmed to Satan regarding Job in Job 1.8, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. That was Nehemiah. Can God say this on our account as leaders, whatever we are leading? Number four. Nehemiah was industrious and diligent. Verse 16. Verse 16. Says, Yea, also I continue in the work of this war. Neither bought we any land, and all my servants were gathered either unto the work. Verse 16, that's what verse 16 says. It is no wonder he had resources to build the world, because he was diligent. Proverbs 10 for Proverbs 10 says, says that he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent make it rich. Being a full-time pastor do not mean that you must have a slack hand or you mustn't do something. You must not practice self-support. Is your hand that of the diligent that can create weight? If your hand cannot create weight, what can your hand do? Number five, 
Nehemiah was hospitable, according to verse 17 of the text we read today. Every credible leader is hospitable, should be hospitable. Job said, I have opened my doors to the traveler. Job 31-32. Job 31-32. Are you hospitable as a leader? Finally, six point. The six point. The six things that made Nehemiah to, to, to be credible. Nehemiah had the boldness to pray to God to remember him. Remember me, O Lord. Beloved, only a life lived in service to others and God can qualify to make such a request. Job 29.16 shows that someone seen as a father to the poor will always be remembered by God. Job 29.16 Let us close, beloved. There are several practical wisdom from the story of Nehemiah. We have actually brought six, six reasons why it was seen to be credible in that passage. So we can conclude this episode by saying the following. Nehemiah did many things right as a leader. Someone full of excuses or error cannot lead. That is a fact. Nehemiah did not distance himself from his people. Therefore, true leaders cannot be distanced from the lead. Number three. Nehemiah did not levy, every levy his people, burden them with taxes. No. Leaders cannot exploit the lead and hope to finish well with credibility. It doesn't work. Number four, Nehemiah refused to oppress his people like his predecessors. Leaders must not carry on the errors of their predecessors. People in the church must feel loved. And finally, problems and projects go together. So when we encounter problems in our project, it is not new. However, credible leaders are problem solvers. So we should all be problem solvers, not problem creators. Let us pray. Father, remember me, O Lord, on account of this podcast and what you have asked me to do. Lord, remember all your children doing your assignment with credibility all over the world. In Jesus' most precious name, we are praying. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Party, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.